club head speed, 112 miles an hour, attack angle, negative two degrees, ball speed, 168 miles an hour, club path, 2.2 degrees, face angle, negative 1.5 degrees, carry, 283.9 yards, total yards, 307.6. The list goes on of all the things that a launch monitor can measure and tell us. And all this data has really become an essential tool and a resource of great golf instructors. And it's almost become a requirement. Why? Well, it makes what we can't see clear and measurable. And launch monitors are pretty now used and accepted everywhere. From the track mans that we see on the PGA Tour or the foresight that you might see at a club fitter's hitting bay, they're pretty normal by now. And personally, I think that's a great thing. But I'm not sure the story of launch monitors has been told that well. We see some of the numbers and we see the data, but how did we get there? So that's what we're going to find out today. You're listening to the Golf Science Lab, where we're bringing to light important research and concepts you need to understand to improve your learning and performance. Hey, I'm your host, Cordy Walker, and thank you for joining us in this season. We've been looking at the golf swing. We've talked with a bunch of biomechanists and looked at different aspects of that. And along the way, we've mentioned a lot of technology. So the next three weeks, we're going to spend some time looking at different technology. This week, we're going to talk about launch monitors. We have Liam Mucklow and one of the guys from Foresight Sports on sharing a little bit. Next week, we're going to look at motion capture technology and the week after pressure mats and force plates. It's going to be great. If you're interested in the golf swing and want to take your education a step further, you have to check out the Golf Swing Summit. It's a really unique education series that we host at these virtual summits. This one, we're stepping into the minds of some of the best golf instructors and biomechanists in the world. We're going to figure out what they do and why they do it. Why do they ask that question? Why do they suggest that specific change? Or why do they communicate that way? If you've always wondered what it was like to step in to the lesson tee of some of the best in the world and see what they're doing, and then go behind the scenes and ask why they're doing it, this is going to be an awesome experience for you. Check it out at golfswingsummit.com and reserve your spot today. This episode is brought to you by KVEST. What is KVEST? Well, it's a 3D human motion learning system that helps coaches measure, assess, coach, and train to improve player performance. The part that KVEST does better than anyone else is the coaching and training. Their biofeedback, which is music which lets you know when you've moved into the right position, is an experience that everyone needs to have. The first time I used it, I couldn't believe how simple it made training the golf swing with simple external feedback. It's incredible. And it's gotten even better by going from static training to movement-based training with their new program called Next. Head over to k-vest.com GSL and watch a video of Martin Hall showing you the system in the real world and if you're a golfer, find a coach near you that has a system. And if you're a coach, to learn more about it. So first and foremost, no launch monitor is going to tell you what to do. It only tells you what happened. Secondly, is you have to make sure that you train patterns, not incidents. Okay, so too many times I see coaches and amateurs reacting to a single shot. You should never, ever you know, base an intervention on a single shot. Personally, I like to use 14. You know, so if you came out, came to see me at King Valley, we want to look at your driver, you're going to get warmed up, we're going to start. I'm going to get you to hit 14 drivers. Why? Because you're probably going to hit it 14 times on the golf course. And then the last thing is always determine 
a key performance indicator before an intervention. You know, whether you own your own launch monitor and you're just working on your game by yourself or whether you're a coach or club fitter, drill it down to the lowest common denominator, right? What is the one thing that I want to change and stay focused on that one piece of data? And you're going to have a very good chance of changing it. You know, if, uh, if you fire 26 data points up there and start hitting shots, you're going to be getting distracted by a whole bunch of data that doesn't have any direct correlation to performance. Before we dive into the nuts and bolts of different launch monitors and that kind of thing, I like starting with this mindset. I like starting with the mindset when we approach tech. Why are we using this? How are we using this? And I think these concepts set the stage nicely before we really get into it. Throughout this episode, we're going to hear from a golf instructor, an educator, uh, and he's actually the director of education for Foresight Sports. It's Liam Mucklow. Liam Mucklow, founder of the Golf Lab. And I guess for me, I think about uh, being a progressive user of technology. And I spend most of my time now helping professionals get greater utility out of their existing technology or make better investments in future technology. All right. So what is a launch monitor? Well, it's something that measures what's going on when a golf club hits a golf ball. I started this episode off by rattling off a bunch of data like ball speed and club head speed, angle of attack. And these are all things that a launch monitor can measure. And some measure more than others, and they can measure them completely differently. They can range in price from $300 to $30,000. And over the past decade, I would say, have really been taking off and becoming commonplace. They've got a lot more options than they have five years ago. You know, it used to be where you were making a decision between Foresight, Flightscope, and Trackman. You know, uh, and there's Ernst Sports came on the market. You know, they were in the first, uh, that's a, you know, reasonable quality consumer price product. You've got uh, Skytrack started to make a big push on the Golf Channel. Gosh, I guess you even had OptiShot would be considered a launch monitor. So launch monitors are definitely becoming more commonplace. The tech is getting smaller, more affordable, more reliable, and that is awesome. Hopefully one day we'll have all this data. It'll be almost democratized, so it's available to anyone, anywhere. We're not there yet, but let's hope it's coming because this data and what we can do with it is really fantastic. So launch monitors started mainly for club companies to use them for R&D. In fact, when I was talking with a few companies that produce launch monitors, what I heard most commonly was they got started with some type of R&D with a club company. Another avenue that goes directly with that is a lot of launch monitors are used for club fitting, uh, using them to help you find the best club for you. Even when we look at players on the PGA Tour, you know what? There's tons of different club head speeds. Guys have different club paths. Guys have different lofts and impact. You know, they have different shot shapes. They get different almost everything. But I'll tell you the, the thing that really transcends all of them is where they hit it on the club face. You know, and the and the very narrow dispersion and impact point. So yeah, I find whether I'm whether I'm fitting someone for clubs, you know, I'm fitting someone for clubs, I want the one that hits the center most often. You know, that, that helps me understand what shaft is delivering the club head in the most repeatable manner. You know, what bend profile in that shaft matches the player's loading and unloading pattern. 
So beyond R&D, beyond club fitting, the next step is instructors and teachers using launch monitors to figure out what's going on and make better decision on what's needed to change with a student's golf swing. The launch monitor for me is a tool that just tells me what happened. You know, it, it doesn't tell me what they need to do, but it if I'm going through an intervention with a player, it's a tool that allows me to gauge the effectiveness of that intervention. You know, did I get the change I wanted to change? You know, did other things change that I didn't anticipate? So, yeah, I, I guess they're almost always on. So some really important data and measurement going on here. But anytime new tech comes along, some people say, we don't need it. Just use your eyes, train your eyes, figure it out. Why do we need all this tech? I certainly can't see the angle of attack and I certainly can't see the club path and I can't see the club face. I've played games with with staff and with people in golf lab certified courses where, you know, I'll have a player hit a golf ball and without me having access to the data, I'll tell them what I think the launch angle and the spin rate was. It pretty darn close. I guess probably the closest was, you know, and going back a while ago would be watching a player hit it and their divots going left and the club path is going to the right. You know, so I, I guess, yeah, going back a few years ago, you know, when I first started to observe that, that, uh, you know, that condition outside, is it, you know, it changed my thinking a little bit about, about how different the direction of the divot and the direction of the club path can be. Getting good data is a great thing. If you can get quick measurements that help make smarter decisions, why shy away? Launch monitors are fantastic. This data is definitely something that we need to embrace. So when we talk about launch monitors, there are really two concepts, radar and camera. We're going to hear from one company that does a camera-based system called Foresight in this episode. But before that, here's what those two systems might look like. You've got Doppler radar, you know, which is uh, evolved from missile tracking technology. So that's where you have a, a small box that sits eight to 10 feet behind the golf ball. And it has the ability to measure the full flight of the golf ball or certain devices have a function called normalize. So you can measure the launch conditions of the golf ball and extrapolate full flight to essentially eliminate things like uh, the wind conditions or, uh, you know, or kind of adjust the monitor to give readings of what that ball would have done at a particular elevation and humidity. And then the camera based technology is completely different. So it actually sits in front and to the side of the golf ball and it measures the golf ball after the strike as it passes through the first 12 to 24 inches of its flight, depending on the system that's used. And so it, these high-speed cameras take multiple images of the ball during that launch window and then use photometric software in order to calculate the spin rates, the launch trajectory, the launch direction, and the velocity at which the ball is traveling. From there, it uses an algorithm to extrapolate what the full ball flight would be. So we're going to hear from one company in today's industry. Their name is Foresight Sports. They've really taken off over the past handful of years. It's become very commonplace. My name is Rick Cuellar, and my title is Director of Sales here at Foresight Sports. Foresight Sports started from an engineering business called Wintress. This 
companies started with optics, with cameras being able to capture production line inconsistencies or failures in different types of materials. And that's over 40 years ago. Callaway Golf approached uh, Wintrust Engineering because of the camera background and wanted to create a ball capture system for analysis purposes. And our engineers, Chris Corrali at that time, was our CTO and was the chief engineer at Wintrust Engineering, designed the CPAS system, Callaway's Performance and Analysis System, in tandem with Callaway Golf's engineers. And that system is still being used today by Callaway Golf for their research purposes for robot player analysis testing. And then from that, years later, Chris Corrali invented a stereo, or well, it was a monoscopic to begin with. It's called the, the G100 that was able to capture uh, the launch condition of the golf ball accurately. That iteration was sold to Nike to use for their outdoor demo days and fitting and research applications. And then the next derivative was the GC2, which became a stereoscopic uh, camera system that had an accelerometer built into it for auto leveling and then other advanced features uh, built into it as well went from a a standard uh, strobe uh, white flash to an infrared flash and then was able to accurately capture and characterize, again, the launch condition of the golf ball spin angle and velocity. At that time, uh, Wintrust, being an engineering company, was looking for the ability to then mass produce the launch monitor and then sell it and then teamed up with the founding partners of our business to handle the uh, sales and marketing of the GC2, which uh, was launched at the 2010 uh, PGA show. We started with seven employees handling every aspect of a business. And then after the launch, soon after the launch, we gained uh, great success within weeks and months into the market, selling hundreds of units within the first few months. So that's where they come from. Obviously, a pretty cool backstory, you know, starting off with these cameras that really weren't built for golf, this company that wasn't specifically for golf. You'll find that happens a lot here in the technology industry is people adapting technologies and shifting over to golf and using what's being used elsewhere for golf. It's really, really cool. So let's take a look at what this camera based thing system is. Our camera system looks at the golf ball like the human eyes look at something in 3D space. So we we identify a golf ball by its shape and size and are able to pick up the dimple pattern and lock on to the golf ball. So just like the human eyes look at things in 3D space, we do the same with the golf ball sitting in 3D space. We understand where the ground level is, so the golf ball sits on the ground. And at first movement of the golf ball, it triggers the cameras to capture information. They're actually running real time all the time at high frame rates. But once the golf ball moves, the cameras start capturing the information and are triggered. And we're able to capture the movement of the golf ball in direction, in velocity or speed, and in rotation. So we have this basic idea of a camera system 
looking at a ball, looking at a club and figuring out what it's doing and, and spitting out some of these numbers that we get from a launch monitor. They just released their latest product called GC Quad. But let's step back and hear how we got there with Foresight. The G100 started out as a monoscopic system that wasn't sold into the market was a research product that was a capable launch monitor and for its time was, even though it wasn't well-known, was probably the most capable launch monitor at its time, uh, its versatility, its accuracy, capability. The next generation is the GC2 or Game Changer 2, and that completed the system to be stereoscopic and also add accelerometer so as the unit sat in an uneven uh, lie, uh, it, could, it could compensate and set zero ground plane so the numbers then were, were accurate and consistent. Then the next iteration was adding on the HMT that captured head information, and we did that so we didn't we did it in short term, so we didn't want to alienate the thousands of units we had already sold in the first few years uh, to have someone go ahead and upgrade that quickly into a product. So we, we made it a separate add-on unit that could accurately capture club it information. After five years of research and development, we created a quadroscopic system, the GC Quad. And so the GC Quad uses cameras that look just like the human eyes, but from four different perspectives at the same time. We broadened that perspective and separated the cameras further apart, and that gave us even the more significant difference in the way each camera looked at the golf ball from greater angles. Then we also created essentially fisheye lenses, our engineers uh, created, that gave a greater field of view. With that field of view and the ability to look from different perspectives, we capture even more information about the club head and golf ball, over 10 times as much information than what the GC2 and HMT captured. And then we're able to increase our ball lock area by six times the area up to 18 by 14 inch ball lock area uh, that's part of the automated system and auto calibration system. So all of that actually refine the system further to make it more accurate and precise in the information that it generates. Before we go on today's episode, I want to make sure that we avoid two common mistakes that Liam Mucklow wants you to stay away from when heading out to work on a launch monitor. The two high-level ones, too much data and trying to zero people out. That's it. You know, I'd say those would be the two, the two biggest areas of misuse by the industry, in my opinion. You know, and that, that's, that's coaches and players alike. You know, I'll either see people looking at 17 different data points or trying to make a whole bunch of zeros flash up on the board. You know, it's, I have yet to, I know of one or two regulars on the PGA Tour out there that are very close to zero, but basically no player on the PGA Tour is zeros across the board. You know, they all work the ball in some manner. They just work it in a much tighter shot dispersion than the vast majority of amateurs. If you want to learn more about launch monitors and more from Foresight, Liam has actually been working with them to put together a new program called Peak. Check it out at foresightsports.com. Also, learn more about Liam Mucklow and his Golf Lab certified programs at mygolflab.ca. Thank you so much for joining us. Head over to golfsciencelab.com slash insider to get access to the content first and stay up to date on what we're doing 
in the world of golf. This episode was hosted and written by me, Cordy Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Cordy Walker. It was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Publish Productions. Music includes something elated by our book for free, licensed under attribution 3.0 United States. Let's start at the beginning by Lee Rosevere, licensed under attribution 4.0 International. Only instrumental by our book for free, licensed under attribution 3.0 Unported. We'll see you all next week on the Golf Science Lab.